Hello, you're watching Proactive London. I'm joined by Jonathan Owen, the CEO of Metals One. Jonathan, good to see you again. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for uh, having me on again. Always welcome. Uh, Jonathan, you're up with an update on the strategy for your black schist projects in Finland. Uh, and really, you've set some guidelines to show a clear path to the economic extraction of assets. Take us through the progress you've made so far and where you want to be. Sure, let me start with the destination and where we want to be. You know, we, we can explore and explore. At the end of the day, we need to actually unlock the value of what we're exploring and, uh, you know, trans transfer that to the to the investors and shareholders. So where we want to get to is at a point where we have uh, basically a, a business case to extract minerals from the ground. So that is, in our view, uh, in the context of the black schist minerals, a 200 million ton uh, uh, resource which would then give us a potential life of mine of 20 years, producing 20 million tons per annum. Uh, and you can start to put a put a valuation on that based on the value of the metals in the ground. So that's that's where that's our destination. That's where we want to get to in the next uh, 24 to 36 months. We're currently sitting with 28 million tons at R1 and then a range of 16 to 24 million tons at P5. So those assets in themselves, um, you know, great starting points, and they both have significant expansion opportunities in and of themselves um, we're then stepping back and looking more regionally and you'd have seen us pegging new ground recently over the last few months you know there are further targets then that we're going to bring into the into the uh, the pipeline and and develop those and they'll feed into that 200 million tons are you encouraged by the results you've seen so far and um, jonathan yeah, absolutely. So we had the drill program, the small drill program in December, just over 1500 meters. And the the objective of that drill program was twofold. So uh, this was drilling an anomaly, we're calling the R1 hook, uh, which sits just to the east of R1. R1 is, again, that 28 million ton resource that we have. Uh, so quite an interesting anomaly. We wanted to test the continuity of the mineralogy and the, the grade uh, in that direction from R1. And uh, the second objective was then to, through the drilling and the new understanding, uh, sorry, the, the, the new data we were retrieving from those uh, cores, was to update our prospectivity model. And that, that model is, is basically our lens through which we identify further targets across that uh, black cyst region. So in terms of the, uh, the, 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 the assays, the results of the intersection uh, of the, the drill holes, all eight drill holes uh, intersected mineralized black schists, uh, a couple of notable holes uh, uh, of 14.7 uh, meters of intersection, another at 11 meters per intersection. So, you know, big hitters. And we drilled right up to the boundary of our, uh, our existing permit uh, towards the east. And it was quite clear to us that that mineral, uh, mineralization extended further to the east. So we went on and as you saw in the, in the release, pegged additional ground in that direction. Now that, that ground is slightly damper, boggier, so we're going to wait until it freezes over in, in next winter, January, February, and we'll we'll continue that drill program in that direction then. Uh, in the meantime, we've got plenty to, to work on. Our focus switches over now to P5, uh, which is, the, as I mentioned, that 40, uh, 16 to 24 million tonnes of black schist. We want to elevate that significantly. And that all body, that resource is open to depth. It's open to the south, open to the north. So, um, you know, we expect to see a large amount of that 200 million tons come from from that P5 extension. And of course, the P5 um, target, you want to quickly convert to a medical, uh, sorry, sorry, to a mineral resource. And when would you to do that? Yeah, that's that's the aim and, and uh, the short term aim, in fact. So we have what we call a, what they call a jork 
expiration target. It's a classification for the, let's say, the the level of confidence that, that one has in, in that in that volume. And that progressively, that categorization increases through to what they call inferred and then indicated. And that's that classification is based on the confidence levels. It's basically how many holes have you got in this thing? Um, how many data points can you can you connect and in, in, interpolate? So what we discovered uh, when we went through the data set on listing, so we acquired this asset on listing off BlueJay, um, and we had access then to additional data. And what we discovered was that the uh, only a, a fraction of those historical drill cores had been assayed, which means we had another 5,000 meters of, of drill core, for example, that hadn't been assayed. So we've been going through the process of reassaying those. And what we hope is once all those um, results are in, let's say April, May time, we can update the model and automatically without drilling any other holes, come up with um, uh, a significantly increased mineral resource at a higher level of confidence. So potentially an inferred uh, resource there of, of well above 24 million tons. Um, so it's you know big bang for a few bucks, which is quite exciting. And we'll then, based on that model, updated model, look to then um, step out the drill program, as I said, in, in multiple directions, particularly into the north and the south of that P5 ore body. And I mean, you talked about securing additional targets. When would you expect to proceed with that, Jonathan? So we've we've pegged we've pegged the ground that we currently have uh, you know sites of potential targets. Uh, we have a pipeline, as mentioned, of, of, of targets behind P five and, and R one that we want to start exploring. The notable one, uh, sort of next one up, uh, is K one, which is near Ratavara. So we'll be looking to. Uh, put some exploratory holes into that in in probably uh, May time, May June time, and uh, that yeah that will as I said that'll be the the next asset in the in the sausage machine, uh, and that will come hopefully then you know a significant target to 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 you know sorry, it's a significant uh, resource expansion opportunity there. And, and of course, the ultimate aim is to become a supplier of critical metals to Europe. So. Uh, that's in, that's in your your longer term site. Yeah, that's a whole reason for existence. Metals One was set up to uh, to support the green transition in Europe. Around the time that we we, we set up Metals One, the Roskill report had just been published by the uh, this is a report commissioned by the European Union, highlighting the the structural deficit in the supply of the critical minerals for for this green transition. So you can think battery metals, and um, you know put that into into, into perspective the the challenge uh, that the market has in europe most of the minerals are being sourced from abroad from the other side of the planet and uh, you know that in, in, incurs significant political risk uh supply chain risk it incurs significant carbon footprint through not just the transport of this stuff across the the planet but also if you look at the sources of these minerals like indonesian nickel in the carbon footprint for those uh, for the production of that nickel is significant. It's it's over ten times the carbon footprint of something produced in Europe or in North America, um, and it also carries significant environmental and social impacts as well. Um, we see you know, see see whole communities, uh, fishing communities, not able to sustain their livelihoods because the seas are polluted by by these um, by these uh, operations. So so all those the feed things you know feed into the into the structural deficit and it's you know it's a tailwind for us you know it push it helps push us forward we've got legislation now that came out in uh, 2023 eu legislation uh, uh 
basically demanding that uh, a certain percentage of these minerals are sourced from within Europe. So that that when I say mineral source, that's not just refining or processing ores. That actually is mining stuff out of the ground within Europe uh, by 2030. And then we have the battery regulations as well, which was issued uh, uh, passed last year, comes into effect quite shortly, beginning of 2025, that demands that all batteries over, I think it's two kilowatt hours, which is pretty small. I think your average car battery in EV is, is 100 kilowatts to 200 kilowatts. Every battery has to have a, a passport defining its carbon footprint and the origin of the minerals in there. You know, where did your cobalt come from? Um, what is the carbon footprint of the nickel that is in your battery? And that in itself will, will, again, push this industry forward. And we might even see a bifurcation of the nickel market. At the moment, we have one price on, on the LME, on the London Metal, Metal Exchange for nickel. You know, that, that encompasses everything. But really, what you, what you could see is a split off between clean class one nickel uh, and dirty class two nickel. Um, and, uh, you know, have two separate prices. Class two tends to go to stainless steel production. Class one is really what you want for uh, battery production. Jonathan, I hope you'll keep us posted on your progress as you push forward with the projects. Thank you very much for the update today. Thank you, Stephen. That's Jonathan Owen, the CEO of Metals One.